What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome, welcome. So today it's Unlock Innovation. Uh, I'm really honored today. I have Bella Engelpak here with me and she's a lead consulting at Lean for Humans. I've known Bella for a couple of years, um, especially through LPPDE. That's where we, we met each other. And I still remember because she had a really fun workshop. We had some strings going on um, and we had to think outside the box. I still have my strings. Uh, I, still oh, use, I still use the workshop, but I, I have to YouTube it to remember how to get out of it. <laughs> um, but I, I love workshops. I love the hands-on. So welcome, welcome, Della. So tell me yeah. about, you know, you, your job, you know, what you're doing on, and your passion for continuous improvement. Wow. So um, I am uh, an independent consultant, um, I, but I've only been doing this a couple of years. And before I worked for a long time in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. And in the pharmaceutical industry, I worked in Ex almost exclusively in research and development. So coming up with new, with new products. Yeah. And um, one of the things that was sort of inflicted on us at one point was um, Six Sigma. And I thought it was really um, interesting. And it was also interesting because it didn't really work all that well in research and development because research and development keeps changing, you know, and that's the idea when you're coming up with new things, things are going to change all the time. Yeah. So um, I went on an, an exploration to see what might work better. And after um, a while, I kind of landed on two things that seemed to be really important. And the first was creativity, that, you, that in R&D, and of course, everywhere else in your business, you have to have creativity. And that creativity yeah. is... Um, a skill, you know, some people we think of being naturally creative, but it's a skill and you can develop that skill and there are tools and approaches to be, to become more creative and to help groups become more creative. So that's yeah. sort of one yeah. thing. And then the other thing was lean and lean thinking. And you alluded to LPPDE and, yeah. and lean process and product development, but this idea that, that you can take lean thinking and apply it to developing new products was huge. Yeah, because every project that we had done that was about continuous improvement was about improving a piece of the process. But here was something that was a, about improving the whole process. How do you get better products to customers faster? And I was just so intrigued by that and so excited and so passionate. So that really is, I, I would say, I'm those started. are the things yeah, that, really, that really get me going. Is this idea of, you know, we've got to be creative. We have to build our creativity skills and that you can apply lean thinking to product development. And then the third thing that has just become really important and why I named my company Lean for Humans yeah. is yeah. that it's all about the people. It right? is. It and is. We, yeah. we can get so focused on tools and, and approaches yeah. and techniques, and it's really about helping people learn to become better problem solvers. Yeah. How do you, so, because I think there's also the principles, right? Because you can have so many tools and bring in, mm -hmm. but if there's no guidance or principle to say, this is the North Star that we're going for, or this is where we are, how do you, how do you then merge or combine the human factor with the principle that then are using the tools? 
what's your <laughs> what's the golden <laughs> oh that's such a that's a, that's such an interesting question um i think that people you always have to have people at the center right people yeah. have to be at the center and it has to be about uh you're making something i'm stealing this from something i, I read a few uh, a couple of weeks ago you're making things easier for people you're either making it easier for your customer yeah or you're making the work easier for your employee or you're making it easier for people to grow and learn or you're making it safer so it's always about can you make things better for people yeah and i really think that that's the north star if you can if you can focus on that then you can make the decision all right in this situation do i use this tool um do we need to take this approach is this is is this a time i don't mean to be disrespectful to six, to six sigma but is this a time when taking a six sigma approach would really help us yeah is this the time where you know purely going for something that is more creativity focused like design thinking you yeah. know is that something that we need to do um so for me it is about it's about are we making things better for people and then i would say you know, to be truly idealistic. Are we making things no, better no, no. world, right? So, yeah. does, you know, our environment, our planet, you know, the animals, yeah. the oceans, things like that. Yeah. Are we really thinking about that? Yeah. Really idealistic. That's the, no, no, no. I know, but it, it's, it's, <laughs> there's so many, many, many angles to it, right? Um, yeah. I also think it depends on the, the, the company that you work with or you work within or the organization, right? If it's a small company or if it's a bigger company, um, it's always a different approach how you how you go in and present and then get that creativity out of the team. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's that's what's what's fun as well. I think that's I think it's fun. <laughs> Hey, bigger, bigger companies have more resources, obviously, and you know, able to bring more resources to bear on something. But bigger yeah. companies also have, you know, there's there's just it, there's more complexity. And in yeah. Lean, we talk about we want things to be simple. In a large company, it's very hard for things to be simple. Right? Every decision <laughs> has ramifications on systems that you might not even be aware of. So, yeah. Um, uh, no, no, no. yeah. Okay, so I, I looked at your career. So it's really interesting, right? Because so you started as a medical writer, then director of process excellence, uh, and then you're moving around, and now you're like a consulting. So so tell me about your journey. How you know how did it just lead with your stepping stones here? Well, it's a long story, Sada. So I don't know if you really want to hear. It <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll sit down. <laughs> so, okay, so. My, so my, I think my LinkedIn profile starts with uh, me being a medical writer. But before yeah. that, I actually, I studied as a biologist and my degrees in, bi in biology. Yeah. And I got, um, I, my first job was in a research lab in, in a hospital, in an academic hospital yeah. academic, um, lab. And basically I was a pair of hands for, um, for uh, some docs who were doing research. I didn't really know what I was doing, honestly. You know, I, I was there, they told me to do things and I did them and I was using my, my degree, which was fabulous because I yeah. knew people who would, you know, were not using their degree. So it was, it was really good. But one day I was in the lab and two of the, the, the docs were in and they were talking about something. I don't even remember what it was, but I had been reading something about this topic. I'm sitting there doing my work and I said, I think, and the guy who was the head of the lab turned to me and he said, you're paid to work, not think. And I immediately mm. thought, oh my goodness, 
what is going on here? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I think that was an impetus for me to start to think about things differently. But at the same time, I was um, a young mom. My husband and I, when we bought our first house, we had, I, you know, we had kids, uh, starting to raise the kids. We had, you know, financial obligations. And so somebody said to me, well, you could do the same thing, the same work you're doing. You could do it instead of doing an academic research, you could go do it in the pharmaceutical industry and they pay you a lot more. And so when you're a young parent, we know yeah. with bills and everything, <laughs> like, well, that sounds really good. Yeah. So I started applying to the pharmaceutical industry and they were right. I got, I, I got a job um, in a pharmaceutical company, literally paid three times more than I was paying in, uh, in academic research. Good for you. But, but the other thing that had happened in doing that and in getting out of the academic system, the academic system really, really um, is focused on advancing the people who have, um, you know, the PhDs, the MDs, the, doc the doctoral degrees. That Honestly, that's not where I was going to go. I think I'm a pretty smart person, but I wasn't going to keep going to school, getting, getting more and more degrees. I couldn't with the kids. It, you know, it's yeah. hard. I had to do that. And, and um so what happened when I landed in the pharmaceutical company was, um, was that, and even though, again, I was sort of unaware of what was going on, I ended up in a situation where people was, looked at me as more than a pair of hands. They, yeah. you know, they, they looked at me as being talent, which was a completely different way, I think, of being looked at. Yeah. And so what that created for me, and I had a wonderful boss there, who, who looked at what I was doing. He looked at my technical reports I was writing. He said, this person knows how to write. He said, mm -hmm. I want you to write more. Yeah. And that was amazing. And he said to me, now I want you to present the research that you're doing. Well, that had yeah. never happened to me back in academia because the people who present the research are the MDs and the PhDs. It's funny, Sam, I'm telling you this story. I don't think I've ever told anyone else this story. And, but they looked at me, this, this guy looked at me as talent. He didn't look at me as yeah. You know, just someone to do. He looked at me as someone to develop and he put me in situations where I developed. He made me write stuff. He, he made me, you know, write papers. He made me go to conferences and present papers. So there I was, this, you yeah. know, this bachelor's degree person standing up there. Learning you know, into the expert, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was such a completely different way of being yeah. treated. And I, at the time, I didn't realize what was I learning from him. But what yeah. I was learning from him was that, that people are more than the work that they can do for you. They, you know, people have gifts and you can help them develop the gifts. Yeah. And, and so, my, so what happened then when the pharma company was that I eventually, because of the writing I was doing, I ended, I ended up moving to medical writing. Yeah. Um, and so I, and so I had been working in, in, uh, the discovery area, helping to, helping to find new drugs. And all of a sudden I was at the other end of the process, the part, part development process, writing the reports that go to the FDA, yeah. um, in order to get drugs approved. So it was stunning. I suddenly got to see in written form, the entire drug development process. Yeah, what a rare and amazing opportunity and complex, and I, I believe, right? It's very complex. Yeah. So I got to work with the chemists and the statisticians and the physicians and all of these people. Yeah. It, was, it was great. So, um, but, but what happened there was after two years, after only two years, I looked around and there were people there who had been doing that job for 
10 years, 15 years, 17 years, they were happy as clams. They were loving what they were doing. And I looked around and I realized that wasn't for me, even though it was this huge learning opportunity. I've written the reports. I had written manuscripts. I had all of this experience. Yeah. Somebody came along and said, do you want to come and work for this little consulting company? And, um, it turns out it could have been a really dumb decision because what I didn't know was that that company, like the mm. month before, had had to let go all of the people working for them because they couldn't make their payroll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, kind of starry-eyed. Um, and so I said, yeah, I'll go. They said, we need someone to write stuff. We're doing, we're doing a, a series of, of um, uh, instruction manuals and we need someone to write instruction manuals. Now, I never yeah, written yeah. instruction manuals that's okay. So I, I, I'll go write instruction manuals for them. They were about, they were consulting the, to the pharmaceutical industry. I go over there, start writing um, instruction manuals. They said to me, why don't you start teaching medical writing? So then they that's dressed me up in a fancy suit and they taught <laughs> me to train, sent me all over the country, actually all over the uh, US and Europe, training people. Yeah. Right. Again, they looked at me as being talent. They didn't look at me as being just someone who wrote instruction yeah. manuals. What an incredible gift. Um, And I wish I could say that, you know, that like, you know, I thought through my career, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. But I was fortunate enough to work with people who saw my potential. So I worked for the consulting company. And then as as happens over the years, um, you sometimes you end up being hired by your client. So I got hired by my, by a client, which was a small company that that at the same week that they hired me um, was um, acquired by a major pharmaceutical company. So there I was back in the big pharmaceutical yeah. company. And now instead of, being a writer, <laughs> instead of being a writer, I was actually a process consultant. So I okay. learned process consulting the hard way by doing it wrong for a long time. Yeah. Until I started to learn about, you know, all these things, you know, that led, led up to me really understanding, uh, learning about lean product and process development. So yeah so long story no 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 but it's always because i think if i look at you know my career as well um it's it's fun how it's been stepping stones around and you find your passion right and i hope for everybody else as well that's starting a career that you find what you love so when you get out of that bed in the morning you you really are happy and you like what you're doing um and sometimes also forget, you know, oh my God, I, I was sitting doing this. If it's a Friday afternoon, right? That happens sometimes. Um, not that, <laughs> but it just, yeah, it's, it, I really, I, I love the passion. So when I meet somebody else and somebody like you that, that also have this passion and then that drive, um, it's some, some, you know, I'll, I'll look up to you and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that, that's what I want as well. well I think you're amazing. So. Oh, thank you. So what's the, if you have to look at your whole product development and continuous improvement, mm-hmm. um, what's the most important thing you've done in your space? And you can have more than one. And I'm hopefully you have one. Okay. one. I think you have, but I'm, if there's one you have to mention or you want to highlight, what would that be? Well, you know, it's funny. We spent a lot of time um, at my former company trying to implement uh, a lean product development process. And as I was saying before, you know, it, big companies are very complex yeah. and there are a lot of things that happen and it's very hard to make change um, inside a big company. It's a container um, ship, right? Right. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. You know, if it's headed in a certain direction, um, yeah. if you're kind of in, you know, if, you, if you're kind of in the, the lower decks, you can't, it's not, not necessarily possible to move. 
when I think back on what we did, we did so much work coming up with how do you do lean product development in pharmaceutical development, which is a long product development life, life cycle. Yeah. You're dealing with biology, not engineering. All, you know, all these things that are really hard. The core, the core ideas is still the same, right? That you still want yeah. to, you want to do your learning early. It's so expensive in pharma to do your learning late. You get into phase three clinical trials. You, you do what you see the companies are doing now with the COVID vaccine. You're making decisions about manufacturing at risk, right? Those are hugely, massively expensive decisions. Those are the, you yeah. know, the size of the dollar size of those decisions is, is, is mind boggling, right? Yeah. Um, and I wish I could say to you, Sana, we did such a great job that now, you know, this company and all the other companies in pharma are using a lean product development process. Really, that's not true. And so I would love to be able to look back and say, you know, I made this huge change in the industry. That was yeah. our goal. We really changed the industry, have the industry work differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More effectively. Um, and I don't, we just weren't able to do that. And But so it's a moving target, right? So it's a moving, it's a moving target and it will never stop move, move. So I think right. you have to say, yes, I was successful in that moment at that time. Right. Cause then right. I'm sure you changed either something or the mindset. So, but that's the thing. And that's yeah. the thing, because I know um, that there are people that I worked with who now understand those principles and yeah. have them embedded in their thinking. And some of those people, somewhere along the way, are going to take something that they learned and they're going to use it in a way that I never imagined. Yeah. Right. And so I was able to, as I look back, like, what did I accomplish? I, I, I believe, I hope that I was able to be a conduit for these yeah. amazing ideas and get them implanted in people. Cause that's the only way an idea lives is when yeah, it's living yeah. in person, to, right? Yeah. You and fostered those, it, right? And then yeah. to grow other places. Yeah, and then those people are going to take it and they're going to make it real in their own yeah. place. And they're going to learn new things and add to it. So, so, so you know, I would love to be able to say, you know, we, you know, solve these, you know, these major problems which really impact, um, impact the world. No, but not yet. Or maybe I have already, <laughs> but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I think when I look back on my career, and I'm at the point now where you sort of look back and well, what did I do? I think that what I really accomplished was this, that just as there were people who looked at me and said, look, here is a person who looks like she's a pair of hands doing lab work, but she's really, she's got some skill as a writer and we, and we should make sure she has opportunities to write. Yeah. Um, I hope, I, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure I know that there are people out there that I've been able to do something like that for them, that I've been able to open some doors for them. Mm -hmm. And those people, it's sort of like having kids, those people are the ones that will, in one way or another, make the big change, change the world. So, um, you know, that's, <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, looking, looking back at my career and, and actually like even now currently. So, um, yeah, um, you and I are both in this, uh, this, uh, LinkedIn organ group called women in lean, yeah. which is growing amazingly. Yeah. Um, it grew, it's, uh, last Monday there were 499 people today. There are 577 women. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just growing for the second. Yeah. And we're all teaching each other. We're all in yeah. it. So yeah. excited. So. It is. So, yeah. The last question. What would you have told yeah. Bella 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Yeah. I would have told Bella. Um, 
I would have told Bella, look, you're going to end up leaving this company anyway. Be way more courageous. There were many times I think I held back yeah. and, you know, didn't try something, didn't do something because I was worried about, honestly, you know, if I, if I create too much disruption, they're going to boot me out. <laughs> well, you know what? I ended up leaving anyway. It didn't matter. It yeah. didn't, didn't matter. And uh, 10 years ago, I would, I would have said, now is the time for you to really start looking out, you know, what do you want to do next? And, um, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to do it better? And yeah. that's and, and don't be afraid. Um, that's what I would, yeah. I would no. say. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is just, just do it. That's never yeah. a good time. That's, it's, yeah. yeah. Jump in, learn from it. You can sit on plan for many years or many hours. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just, yeah. just yeah. do it. Yeah. Just do it, yeah. But, yeah, somebody should patent it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> no, no. So thank you so much, Bella. Thank you for joining me today. I really, I, you know, I learned to know you a little bit more, which I like. This is great, right? We're getting used to all the cameras as well because of 2020. That's yeah, yeah. Going. We're all used to being on video now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everybody sees your personal home. That's how. Yeah. It is. So yeah. thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>